All right, welcome back, forecasters. It is April 4, 2021, and this is your host, Michael Hendricks. Been a couple of weeks since the last time that I was on, and oddly enough, while a lot of things have happened, a lot of things have changed, not really all that much has changed. So we're going to do a dive into pretty much everything that's been going on over the last few weeks. Uh, of course, you got to start right where I left off with cancel culture. And this is actually my second take of doing this because the first time I kept saying cancer culture, and it's not cancer culture, it's cancel culture or the fakeness of cancel culture. And why it matters more now than ever before. I'm going to talk about some other things, um, mostly around politics as always. Made uh, we'll delve in a, a little bit into uh, basketball that is back, and actually this will loop around back from cancel culture, as Major League Baseball is now at the highest priority of those that are against cancel culture and trying to cancel baseball for a move that they made. So we're going to get into all that. Of course, talk about one of my favorite people in the world sarcasm ladies and gentlemen Ted Cruz talk a little bit about Mike Huckabee and his insane belief that mocking people other people's cultures makes him a good Christian don't worry I'll get to it uh but you know let's just see where the day takes me uh we'll get started here in just a few moments welcome back it's good to hear you take two of this segment to see if we can do this with minimal distraction this time naturally I, I need to talk about Ted Raphael Cruz because once again he's making waves as he always likes to do when he doesn't feel like he's getting enough attention now if you remember a couple of weeks ago he, he led the charge against the cancel culture the, you know the cancel culture that does not actually exist if you remember a couple of weeks ago, the big brouhaha was over Dr. Seuss's family asking the company, the publisher, to take six of his books out of circulation because of the way that it, those particular books put negative stereotypes on, as it turns out, mostly Asian people. And that will actually come into play in a later segment. But also, over... The makers of Mr. Potato Head, a plastic potato, deciding just to call him Potato Head. You know, he, he went the extra step and going on Twitter and Facebook and the other media that he could find. And reading a book from Dr. Seuss to show those evil leftists that Dr. Seuss hadn't been canceled. Never mind that the book he was reading from was not one of the six that were pulled from the shelf. But here's an interesting thing. Within the last week, uh, the author of Captain Underpants had one of his more recent books taken off the shelves by the publisher from the way uh, that Asians were negatively stereotyped in his book. And, and at first, he was against it. He, he did not like the idea of pulling a book he didn't understand. But then when he did some self-reflection and talked to some people, 
he realized what the issue was, and he agreed that the book needed to be taken off the shelf. Rafael Cruz, Ted Cruz, hasn't said a word about that. Does that not fit his definition of cancel culture? Or is the author of Captain Underpants just not big enough a name for him to really care? That moves us right into what is going now, going on now. After some very Jim Crow-ish like laws were passed in Georgia that will, if allowed to stand, depress specifically the black vote and put people in jail for handing out water when there's long lines to vote which should be in a crime itself. Major League Baseball decided that they were going to move the All-Star game out of Atlanta as a way to say to Georgia, hey, we don't agree with this. So this seems like the the perfect time for Ted Rafael Cruz to stand up. And shout out to Georgia, hey, you're trying to cancel baseball by forcing them, forcing their hand and making them move the all-star game out of Atlanta with using these laws. I say that in jest because of course he would never take that position. The position he took was it's time to cancel baseball. And they are specifically looking at trying to remove the antitrust laws from MLB uh, specifically. So he, he went from railing against cancel culture two weeks ago to being all for cancel culture this week. Which shows that for people like Rafael Cruz, Ted Cruz, the far right, they don't believe in cancel culture unless it's something they are trying to actively cancel. Now, of course, the big issue here for the far right is what sport are they supposed to watch now? When I think about it, They stopped watching the NFL because a player took a knee. And the NFL didn't apparently do enough to punish him, even though he has not played in the NFL pretty much since that time. I think the NFL has done enough to punish a player uh, for exercising his freedom of speech. But that's NFL's right, even if I don't agree with it. So they stopped watching the NFL. Then they stopped watching NBA. Not entirely sure of their reasons for not watching the NBA any longer, although I'm pretty sure it has to do with most of the players in the NBA being black. That's just me. Now it's Major League Baseball's turn. So they're going to stop watching Major League Baseball. So what does that leave for them? Well, they can't watch NCAA sports because they support their athletes and their athletes taking stands they're, well they're not going to watch soccer because they don't understand how soccer is played they've already started, they've already put a ban on hockey because hockey took a stand as well so what are they supposed to do now to watch sports to watch entertainment all you've been hearing them for a year say is get out and watch the sports you want to watch Except for these leagues, because we don't agree with what they're doing. So, uh, it's an interesting thing to to watch the people that, for years, since at least the 80s, have taken the forefront in canceling things they don't like, that they don't think is appropriate for children. And now when it 
seemingly gets turned on them. They throw a hissy fit one week and then come back the next week and are immediately fine with it and we need to cancel these things. Oh yeah, I can't go to Starbucks anymore because of a red cup. Um, there's a lot of things that they really can't do because they didn't feel the corporations hated the people enough that they needed them to hate. But you know there's going to be more. Uh, but, you know, Ted Rafael Cruz is, is just one of those sick individual people um, who thinks that everyone listens to every word he says. Up next, I'm going to move on to Georgia, actually, uh, because certain Arkansas, former Arkansas governor that really need to talk about some of the unchristian things that he's recently said that apparently he's completely unaware of. More after this. Alright, welcome back, forecasters. Next topic I'm going to talk about is the new uh, Georgia laws limiting voting and the things that surround that. I'm also going to talk about some of the hate directed at the Asian population in this country and worldwide, uh, which will lead me right to former Arkansas uh, Governor uh, Mike Huckabee. So, Georgia passed a series of new laws aimed specifically at, at, at the black people in that state because, let's be honest, the base of the Democratic Party right now is black men and women. It is. We would not, the, the party itself would not have won anything in Georgia. Uh, Biden wouldn't have, wouldn't have won and the two senators would not have won without the support of black men and women. So Georgia, to counter that, and instead of trying to figure out a way for the Republican Party get back in a mainstream and, and correct some of the things that have gone just disastrously wrong with their support and, and try to woo uh, black men and women into voting for them uh, they decided just to pass a, a, a bevy of new laws Jim Crow era type laws to make it much harder for them to vote and this um this actually led to the Major League Baseball moving the All-Star game from Atlanta um, as a protest to this. Uh, there, there's a lot of laws, and they're all going to be met with lawsuits to stop those laws. But one of the more interesting ones uh, is the one that actually makes it a very serious crime. Like, not a misdemeanor, but an actual crime that will put you into prison. And that is to give water or food to people standing in line. Now, they say that the reason they pass this is because people were handing out water bottles that had certain candidates' uh, logos on the water bottles. You know, and if that's true... Um, that's the wrong thing to do, and, and that should be stopped. 
but passing a law to make it this big of a crime is overkill, at the very least. But that's not why they did this law, no matter how many times they want to tell you. They, they did this law because their belief is that if they keep the lines long enough and there's no relief for the people who for the people who are having to stand in these lines no matter what the weather is that those particular people and when i say those particular people i am referring to black men and women they will leave the line and not vote giving republicans a better chance of winning their elections And the reason, part of the reason that I'm also moving into the, the, just the rash of Asian hate that we've seen uh, over the last few weeks, but more importantly, more over the last year, is because of a little tweet uh, that former Arkansas Governor Mike Huckabee sent out on April 3rd. Now, it, it's still there, because um, apparently he's, he's not figured it out yet. But his tweet on April 3rd said, I've decided to identify as Chinese. Coke will like me. Delta will agree with my values. And I'll probably get shoes from Nike and tickets to MLB games. Ain't America great. Now, there's a lot of things wrong with this tweet. Uh, But let's start with the basics that he clearly doesn't get what is going on. And he also clearly doesn't get or care about the hate being directed at Asian people. Uh, one of his longtime friends actually replied to his tweet, a woman by the name of Beth Moore. She said, Mike, I've shared a meal with you at your beautiful table. I don't even know what that means. I've heard you profess Christ as Lord. This is entire, entirely antithetical to the gospel. To which he replies, Hi, Beth. I love you and appreciate your ministry. I don't take Twitter or myself that seriously, but I do take gospel seriously. Excuse me. I truly wish you only joy and continued blessings. Blah, 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 blah. So he professes that he takes the gospel seriously, but doesn't at all address what she was actually saying. And we know that he doesn't address it because the original tweet where he made identifying as Chinese a joke and just being hateful and racist as antithetical to to the gospel. He says he takes the gospel seriously, but he's not doing anything to show that. And I'm sorry, Huckabee, but when you put out tweets that are as hateful as that one, and then profess that you take the gospel seriously, that invites people to question your Christianity. Or at least your brand. Because, honestly, people that are sane individuals are not going to see those two different tweets and believe you for a second that you take the gospel seriously. One of the tenets of Christianity is to love thy neighbor. That tweet doesn't show you as loving your neighbor. It shows you as being hateful, racist, and mocking them. Because of who they are. And I know that's actually a shot at the transgender community. 
Uh, I mean, he's just, he, he's always been just really a toad, a moron through all of this. And he, he doesn't get it and he doesn't care because he's still playing to the Trump base who fully rejected him the last time he ran for president. But he thinks he can tap into them by being absolutely hateful. And it's not going to work, going to work. So next segment I'm going to talk about, I'm going to dive deeper into the hate being directed at the Asian community because it also leads into a spade of mass shootings that have been going on in the last couple of weeks. And their timing is interesting. Be right back. All right, forecasters, if you haven't heard about Anchor, and by now you should have, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain a few details. First of all, it's free. It's never going to cost you anything to make a podcast on Anchor FM. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more. You can also make money straight from your podcast with no minimum uh, listenership. And it's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Now, if you're interested in making your own podcast like I've been doing and like some of my friends and family have been doing, you need to download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. And welcome back. You know, excuse me, uh, the longer I do this episode, the more I realize there's so much to talk about uh, that has gone gone on in the last couple of weeks since I did my last uh, podcast. So we'll we'll see if we get to everything because while I was doing that last segment, I, I briefly touched on transgenders, sorry, the transgender community. Uh, So I'll wait on that until the next segment because I really do want to get to this piece. And and that is the racist, hateful attacks that we've seen increase on our brothers and sisters uh, from South Asia and the Pacific Islands. Oddly enough, back in Georgia, um, this terrorist, white terrorist, I might add, Went to three different massage parlors. Shot and killed several people. Mostly Asian women. I may have talked about this previously, but... You know, that's just the tip of the iceberg towards the hate and racism directed at our friends. Because this has been going on for hundreds of years it's it's nothing new but it's gotten ramped up over the last year thanks in no small part to Donald Trump and by the way I think that may be the last time I actually say his name on any of my podcasts I'm going to go around uh, President Biden and just call him the former guy so as we all remember last year as coronavirus is really starting to tick up in the country when it first really hit the United States. The former guy started referring to it as 
uh, the China virus and sometimes Kung Fu virus. And, and, you know, there's a lot of things we still don't know about coronavirus, but one thing that that is pretty certain that we pretty much do know is that this is a naturally occurring virus, a naturally occurring virus that was not made in a lab. And then distributed by the Chinese government. You know, again, you know, ladies and gentlemen, this is this is real life. This isn't a movie. Things that happen in movies, generally, unless they're based on true stories, are not going to happen in real life. So, you need to square that off in your mind. But since he started that, the casual hate and racism shown to our friends of Asian descent has just skyrocketed. Now, there was the Asian woman who was attacked, physically beat. And then right after that, video surfaces of another an older Asian woman who literally was attacked in front of a store. You can see it on the store footage. And what did the security guard that was in the store decide to do? Did he step in and help? No. Did he call other authorities to come in and help? No. He shut the damn door. Turned a blind eye to it. Like what he was seeing in front of him wasn't actually happening. Racism didn't go anywhere, ladies and gentlemen. It's always been here. It's always been an undercurrent. But it wasn't until the far right took control of the Republican Party and made it mainstream that it was okay to hate people who did not look like you. That it came to the forefront again. You know, I, I've long believed that if you shine a bright, sorry, shine a light on racist, if you make their what they're saying and what they're doing public that it will shame them enough to go back underground and that's simply not working anymore because now they're doing it loud and proud ladies and gentlemen loud and proud they are proud of their racist and hateful ways and they will actually try to shame you for calling it out one of their favorite things to do and I've, I've experienced this my entire and fully adult life that one of their favorite sayings is that if you're pointing it out that means you're actually the racist that's their logic behind this that's the way they try to get out of these things but it does lead me into something else and that is the absolute rash of mass shootings that we've seen over the last month. And I think it has to do with one thing. People are coming out of their homes now. Over 100 million people have now been 
inoculated against COVID. And so all these states are starting to open their states up again. And, and these people who have been stuck in their homes for about a year are now coming out and they've got a lot of anger. Same thing. I mean, it's, I hate to say it. I, I really do, but it's, I, I think it's the truth. It is only a matter of time before we have a mass shooting at a school. I hope I'm wrong. But the more and more this happens, the more people think it's okay to do it. So it's bound to happen. You know, it actually goes back to the conspiracy about coronavirus that it was actually just a flu because if you looked at, at, at the flu this past year, it was really low. What was the number of flu cases really low and the deaths were minimal. And it doesn't take a fully sane thinking mind to look at what was going on in the United States at the, at the time when the flu usually ramps up and actually figure out why the flu wasn't ramping up. And that was because we were locked down in most places. Schools were not in school. One of the biggest spreaders of the flu are children bringing the flu to school, passing it on to their friends and passing it on to their teachers. Well, if you're not in that school setting or if you are in a school setting, but you're safely distanced from your peers and you're wearing a mask all day at school, it's kind of hard to pass the flu if you have it. So just like the flu became almost nothing during the lockdown for the last year, so did mass shootings. And I have a feeling both are about to pick up. I mean, mass shootings already are. Uh, it's just... It, it's insanity at this point. And then we have Lindsey Graham. Who at one point was a huge detractor of Donald Trump. And now one of his biggest supporters. But after the last mass shooting that happened, you know, they always like to say to those who think that we need sensible gun laws, that it's too soon after a shooting to talk about it. He decided, unprompted, to say that he owns an AK-type weapon and that if a natural disaster ever hit South Carolina... He knew that he would be able to protect his family from those who would mean him harm. Now, this this man is a U.S. senator. And the fact that, in his mind, when he thinks of a natural disaster hitting his state or hitting his home, he thinks of shooting people first and not helping people. That, that is just an amazing jump to me. And, and one I don't get. Alright, I think I've got maybe one more segment left in me. And that segment is going to have to do with uh, issue the new laws being passed around the country regarding transgendered people.
Okay, so in this segment, I'm going to try to touch on a couple of different things and, and see how we fare out. Uh, first thing we're going to talk about are new laws around the country dealing specifically with those of the transgender community. Um, and then also touch on one that I'll be perfectly honest, most of the segment is going to have to do with Arkansas and Arkansas politics and how bad it's gotten in that state. But because of that, I'll also touch on some education stuff, especially education things that are going on in Oklahoma that could be absolutely devastating uh, to public schools, which is pretty much the goal. But, but first, Democrats rightfully so, celebrated being able to hold on to the House, win the Senate, and win the presidency in 2020. But one thing that slipped completely under the radar is that a majority of state houses in this country are not only um, controlled by the Republican Party, but by large margins. And we are now starting to see all over this country what that actually means. We've seen it in Georgia, where they passed new state laws to make voting even harder than it already was. But in certain states, Arkansas specifically, because that is my home state, so that's where I focus, they they passed quite a few new laws that are specifically designed to hurt the transgendered community. One of those laws actually gives doctors and hospitals the right, the right to refuse to care some, uh, to provide care for someone based on their religious belief. Now, forgive for a moment that this is completely unconstitutional, absolutely violates the First Amendment. But this absolutely violates a doctor's Hippocratic Oath. And honestly, any uh, doctor in Arkansas that actually uses this to tell someone that they're not going to care for them should immediately lose their license to practice medicine. Now this is, whether or not they want to admit it, 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 it's, it's quite clear, this is directed at the transgendered community to give doctors a way to tell someone who's transgendered I'm not going to provide care for you personally I don't think this law stands a chance of being upheld at all because what it actually opens the doors to do is allow doctors to deny anyone care Muslims, Jewish people, Buddhist, atheist. If a doctor doesn't agree with what you believe religious uh, religious wise, in the state of Arkansas, they now have a right to refuse to treat you. And that is a complete violation of the First Amendment. And the, the weird thing about this, uh, the funny thing to me, is that they claim that this law was designed to protect the religious rights of doctors, but all this actually does is completely eradicate religious liberties in the state of Arkansas. 
if you are anything, and I would say it this way, if you are anything but an evangelical Christian in Arkansas, good luck trying to get care in that state. Because doctors now have the right to refuse to help you. And then another law that was passed, I believe signed by the governor, specifically aimed at transgender, the transgender community, gives doctors the right to refuse to care for transgendered people. I mean, what kind of screwed up is that? They passed two laws in the state of Arkansas specifically designed to allow doctors to betray their Hippocratic Oath. And that shouldn't be accepted by anyone, but I can almost guarantee you, having lived in that state for most of my adult, for most of my life, really, that most people in Arkansas probably support this. Because, again, I can almost guarantee at this point that Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who has never held a, an office in, a day in her life and doesn't seem to really understand how to actually function within a government is more than likely going to be the next governor of the state of Arkansas. Which actually leads me to Leslie Rutledge, who is the current, um, oh, what is she? Uh, but she is also running for governor. Attorney general. Thank you. She is the current attorney general of Arkansas and also running for governor against Sarah Huckabee Sanders. And she wants to get a law passed in the state of Arkansas that requires, by law, uh, that people stand for the national anthem and recite it every single day. Now, I know this is directed at the evil leftist. and But here's the problem with that. There are several Christian... Sex, uh, sex, uh, seven day of vengeance comes to mind that will not stand for the anthem, will not stand for the pledge because they believe it goes against their religion of putting idols above God. So, is there going to be a provision in this new law that she wants passed that allows them to continue to practice their religion, or is this yet another attack on? Uh, non-evangelical Christian religions or religious freedoms. I mean, it's scary stuff when those who want to tear down our government, those who want to tear down our constitution get elected into office on the guise that they're trying to protect the constitution when they're doing anything but. And this is just in the last two weeks, ladies and gentlemen. There, there's no telling what what is coming down the pike. In Oklahoma, to, to finish off this segment, two new laws were passed uh, education-wise. Uh, the governor stint happily signed in the law. One is to allow better access to school choice. I don't personally like school choice. 
I think it's designed specifically to hurt public education. And there is proof of that. But the other thing is to tie school funding directly to school choice. And that's going to hit the that's that's going to hurt the biggest school systems in the state, Oklahoma City, Tulsa, Edmond. All the larger school districts are going to get severely hurt by this to the point where in a state where we can't get teachers to stay, now we're going to have to start letting teachers go because we don't have the funding to keep them around. Let alone to pay them a workable wage. And then also, a few months ago, Governor Stent fired one of the Oklahoma State Board uh, State Board of Education chair uh, uh, members and got his own lackey into that seat. And he was among the four members who just voted in the past week to accept a settlement that the state board superintendent said that we needed time to look at it. And the lawyers looking at the cases said we need time to look at it. They went ahead and accepted a plea deal, basically, no, not a plea deal, uh, but accepted a monetary fund to the charter schools around the state. And the only way they're going to get that money to pay off that fund, that settlement, is once again to take it away from public schools. So it's just another step in hurting public schools in this state. And Oklahoma's not the only one, but it's the one I currently live in, the one I pay attention to. Governor Stent is not going to be happy until he has completely destroyed public education in this state. All right, next up to finish off this episode is my final thought. And it has to do with a current representative from Florida, Matt Gates. So before I get to my final thought, a, a brief apology. Maybe not brief. You know, I don't do anything brief. Um, sorry about my voice in this. If you heard, I, I'm, I'm fighting through some allergies that make my voice a little gravelly and I have to clear my throat sometimes. Uh, but today is two weeks since my second dose of my vaccine uh, against COVID. Uh, so hopefully I'm free and clear now. Um, it definitely does feel like a weight has been lifted off my shoulder. Uh, but now on to my final thought. Matt Gates, The uh, Beavis of Congress. Seriously, look at him. Find a side-by-side of Beavis and Matt Gates, Or maybe it's Butthead. One of the two. You really can't tell the difference. But the, the man's an idiot. But more to it than that, it definitely sounds like he's also a sexual predator. From the Donald Trump line of sexual predators and Jeffrey Epstein's. He has now been accused, it's already, as far as I understand, it's already to a grand jury at this point, of having sex and and, and taking a 17-year-old girl across state lines, which is a federal crime, and also paying her, basically, to have sex with him. 
I don't know if it's true. We'll, we'll just have to wait and find out. But what I find, you know, not at all surprising in all of this is that the same people that are now coming to Gates' defense are the same people who just a month ago were demanding that New York's Governor Cuomo resign because he had been accused of inappropriate touching. And what that inappropriate touching was were hugs or kisses that the women did not give prior consent to. Now, I'm not going to come down on, on, on either side of resigning a, a political office because of that. But what I'm pointing out here is the hypocrisy of the far right. You know, Al Franken lost his position in the Senate. He had to resign because of a staged photo where it appeared he was grabbing an unconscious unconscious woman's breast. After he resigned, we did, of course, find out that the whole thing had been staged, that she was a willing participant for a, what was called a joke photo. He was forced out of the Senate by that, for that. Then we have the former guy who was credibly accused of by at least 25 women of sexually assaulting them. Republicans has called it locker room stuff. Then we get Cuomo who probably did what he has been accused of doing and they demand that he should resign. And then we have Matt Gates who is doing what he's been accused of doing and they're totally silent on it. Let's not forget Jim Jordan, uh, who used to be a wrestling coach for the Ohio State Buckeyes, and has been incredibly accused by several former wrestlers of knowing that they were being sexually assaulted by the team doctor, and did absolutely nothing to stop it. And his response to the whole thing was try to get them arrested for harassing him. It it, it just goes back to the hypocrisy of the far-right Republican Party. What's good for us isn't good for you. What we can do and get away with, you should be crucified for And that has been their M.O. since at least, at least the mid-1980s. I mean, the former leader of the far-right friends of the Republican Party, Newt Gingrich, had an affair on one of his wives that was dying of cancer while he was trying to get Clinton thrown out of office for having an affair in his office. And look, don't get me wrong on this. I think if any man is credibly accused and goes to the court and is convicted of these crimes, they should face those penalties. They should also be out of office. But that's not really my issue with this today. It's just the hypocrisy of it. You 
And it actually leads back to Georgia, of all things. I know we all remember the uprising in Washington in January, where they're still charging people. But who's not being charged, who's not being investigated, are any of the congressmen or women that were part of this. Representative, um, I, I just call her Kubert, I've actually forgotten her last name at this point, who was tweeting out the location of the Speaker of the House while the people that she supported were breaking into the House to find her. Senator Hawley, who continues to voice his support for those people to this day, is not being investigated. Nobody in Congress that seems to have played a role in that is being investigated or charged with any crimes. Yet we go back to Georgia when the governor decided when the governor went ahead and signed into the into law uh, those bills that severely hampered people's right to vote, and we have a state legislator who knocked on his door. Knocked on his door. And she's likely to be charged with a federal crime. It's the hypocrisy. There is no both sides do it argument to this. There isn't. I'm sorry. There just isn't. Our politics is severely broken right now. And a large percentage of this country is fine with that. Because they keep voting for them. You can't tell me that you're disgusted by the former guy's actions and then vote for him twice. If you're truly disgusted by his actions, you don't vote for him. It's that simple. You don't have to vote for someone just because they have the same letter next to the name uh, politics-wise as you. You have a voice when you go in and vote. Use it. Or, I hate to say it, don't vote. So that brings uh, to a close uh, to this episode. Um, should start ramping up probably a little bit later this year uh, with the midterms uh, that are coming next year. Um, so very f- uh, looking forward to that, going over those numbers and whatnot. Um thought I was going to talk more about um, sports, so I'll mention it briefly. Um, you know, I have really four favorite teams when it comes to college sports. The Arkansas Razorbacks, the Oklahoma Sooners, Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, I know, this seems very antithetical. And, and also the Tulsa Golden Hurricane. And for the first time since 1995... Arkansas Razorbacks made it to the Elite Eight in March Madness. It's great to see that team back. Um, because to me, it's just not college basketball unless the Arkansas Razorbacks are at the very least competing deep into March Madness every year. Same with the UCLA Bruins, who went on a run this year. Uh, last night's game between UCLA and Gonzaga, 
is probably the best college basketball game I've ever witnessed, especially that ending. And again, now he called bank. You know that young man called bank when he when he threw that up. Uh, but we are slowly getting back to normal, ladies and gentlemen. In, in fact, in June, uh, myself and my Rocklahoma crew that we usually go to Rocklahoma here in Oklahoma for, um, we've all gotten tickets to go see Cor- uh, Corey M.F. Taylor uh, put on a concert. Getting really excited about that. Plus, I've got uh, Kiss tickets that I've had <laughs> since last August, I believe, for a show that was supposed to take place in October and then pushed back to March and now pushed back to this October again. And actually, let me check real quick. I'll have you all on the line. That might have been pushed back again. Oops. I can spell Ticketmaster. Where is it? There it is. I don't check a lot. Um, So let's see. Nope, it is still scheduled for October 2nd. So this is a year delay. The only reason I say that is because it does kind of sound like they may be looking to postpone again. Hopefully not. I'd like to see them one final time, if this is indeed the final time. Um, So that final thought kind of just kind of went in a a tailspin. Uh, But I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, As always, stay safe out there. If you haven't gotten vaccinated, please do. If that's something that you want to do, I'm not going to tell you you have to. Not my place. Uh, but get vaccinated if you want to. Keep wearing your mask until we are given the all clear that it is okay not to. And that light at the end of the tunnel is getting extremely large. Take care, my friends. Thank you.